What's going on, Chasers? Welcome to another episode of The Silva Shot, where we talk anything and everything sports. I'm your host, Anthony Silva, and today we're going to dive into Joe Kelly, who's suspended for eight games by the MLB for his incident with the Astros. A lot of mixed reactions, more so on the side of Joe Kelly than the MLB. And the NBA is back. We finally have action. The eighth seeding games are now going to be underway and it's not quite yet we have the games in a few hours but it'll be the jazz and pelicans and then of course the lakers and clippers we're going to dive in on that and then of course our shot of the week and well it was a big shot that's all i'm going to say for now that and more on the silver shot where we talk anything and everything sports Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Silva Shot, where we talk anything and everything sports. I'm your host, Anthony Silva. And let's just get right into the topic that we want to talk about. Joe Kelly, the pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers, suspended eight games by the MLB for his incident with the Astros. The eight-game suspension is equivalent to a 22-game suspension in a full season. Jeez. So here's a quick rundown of what happened for those who don't know. And if you do know, then here you go. Joe Kelly was on the mound for the L.A. Dodgers, and at the plate for the Houston Astros was Alex Bregman. Joe Kelly had a few pitches get away from him. It was a 3-0 count, and then Kelly just launched a high fastball behind Alex Bregman, which almost hit him, of course, but it was ball four, so he walked him. A couple batters later with two outs, Carlos Correa for the Astros is at the plate. And he throws a few pitches that get away from him, an inside curveball that Joe Kelly threw where Correa had to fall down and try to avoid getting hit. And then he gave a look because he wasn't happy about that. So a couple pitches again got away from Joe Kelly. And then eventually he just started attacking him. He threw the off-speed pitch multiple times. Correa swung and missed. He fouled a couple off. And then he threw a low off-speed pitch and Carlos Correa went fishing for it and he struck out swinging. So after that... After Joe Kelly struck out Carlos Correa, he was walking back to the dugout and he made a pouty face at the Astros shortstop Correa. And that is really what started it all. And you could see even the quotes of what they said or what we think, you know, lip reading and whatnot. And (laughs) Dusty Baker claims that Joe Kelly said to Correa after striking him out, he said, nice swing, bitch. And that is what pissed off Carlos Correa, and that's what started it all. And then Correa went and said, if I hit a home run, I would have been jogging around going home, right? Basically saying, like, you struck me out, so what? And Joe Kelly said, yeah, he said, nice swing, bitch. And he said, what? Like, what? What are you going to do? And he he gave him the pouty faces, you know, and saying, oh, boo-hoo, you struck out. Don't know what I'm throwing now, huh, freaking cheater? (laughs) that's what I think he said, honestly, without him saying it. But I did watch the video and he definitely, you know, it looks like he said, nice swing, bitch. (laughs) Hey, and, and, you know, you talk trash in sports, but before I get into the trash talking and even the ridiculous suspension, um, the Astros believe it was intentional. And even starter Lance McCullers Jr. said basically in a quote that, Kelly wanted to send a message for the Dodgers, but he wasn't even on the team during the 2017 season. So how does that make sense that he sent the message? Well, let me answer that, Lance. 
you just humiliated baseball. You ruined the integrity of the entire game. So you're public enemy number one. It doesn't matter if he played for the, the, the Indians or the Yankees, whatever. And Joe Kelly actually played for the Boston Red Sox, and he eliminated the Astros, funny enough. But the thing that's annoying is he's saying Joe Kelly's not even a part of it. Well, he is because you cheated throughout the entire season, no matter what. It doesn't matter. He didn't have to be on the Astros. You impacted the entire league and you ruined the integrity of the game. You're attacking it because you're cheating. Now, I even read things that said, hey, other teams could have used that filming and cheating the live camera from center field to get signals, but the Astros got caught. Maybe that's true, but, we, you know, hey, the Astros got caught. They're public enemy number one. So... I think it's crazy that the MLB suspended Joe Kelly for eight games for the incident with the Astros thrown behind. And they also said even uh, Dusty Baker got fined because the teams went out and he didn't really control his Astros dugout because of the COVID-19 health protocols. But hello, you guys are suspending a pitcher. Rob Manfred, listen, you're suspending a pitcher for eight games who did not even get ejected from the damn game, that's for one, for throwing behind a couple batters, and yes, control, and you could say maybe it was intentional, but hey, you can't really say nothing. The umpire didn't do nothing, nothing happened, and instead, you're suspending him eight games instead of punishing the team that cheated for a World Series title? Jeez, Louis, that's just terrible. Does not look good for the league. It makes the MLB look soft, and it condones cheating. It's like, hey, if you cheat, you're not going to get really any punishment. We'll shame you. Like, we'll let it be known publicly, but you're not going to get shamed from that. It's all good. That's ridiculous. Mob Manfred, you know, he, he needs to step it up, man. Rob, are you kidding me, man? That's just freaking ridiculous. But obviously, the rest of the league supported Joe Kelly, MLB pitchers, uh, old and new, and then current players even tweeted, hey, we support Joe Kelly. It said, free Joe Kelly. And then there another tweet that said, the MLB is a joke. You know, the team that cheated gets no punishment, but the guy who threw some pitches behind him gets an eight-game suspension. Are you kidding me? And fans, I mean, you know how fans are on Twitter. They have no filter, and I don't blame them because it's very disappointing. But yeah, like guys like Phil Hughes, a former pitcher for the Yankees, said free Joe Kelly, and it's true. I don't blame him. And in terms of the trash talking and whatnot, like Carlos Correa needs to understand, you know, you're in sports, buddy. Everybody talks trash to everybody. I mean, if you get upset over a pouty face, then you should have got a base hit then. You shouldn't have been talking. That's your fault. Maybe if you made contact and got a base hit, you wouldn't have had to see his pouty face and you wouldn't have had to get pissed off and say, hey, if I hit a home run, I would have been jogging around home. Do your job. You know, if you hit a home run off of Joe Kelly, then maybe it's a different story. Maybe you look at him and taunt him a little bit because he threw at a couple of your teammates, right? So it goes hand in hand. You didn't hit the ball. He struck you out. So take the pouty face and go sit down, grab some pine meat as the SF Giants broadcasters would say, crook and kipe, right? Grab some pine, baby. You're done. Sit out. So regarding that, Carlos Correa, and he's, <laughs> I understand you're upset and everything. I get it. Like, yeah, nice swing, bitch. That's funny from an outside perspective. Obviously, he's a competitor feeling that you're a little pissed off, but that's a part of the game. 
You didn't hit the ball. He got you that time. So he has a right to talk some trash. And it's your job as a player to be like, hey, F you. I'm going to go get a base hit next time or whatever. But you guys are cheaters too. So understand that. Obviously, they're going to deny it till the day that they die, right? But when you cheat, it shouldn't surprise you or the whole league thinks you're cheating. It should not surprise you when pitchers throw at you or they do something dirty. You know what I mean? Or they they beam you real hard or, or high fastball to send a message that's inside, high and inside, or just really inside, or I guess behind you in this case. <laughs> but regardless of what the Astros say, and yes, I do think there was some intent behind it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he did it by accident. But you cannot get mad when you're being called out for cheating and pitchers are retaliating by throwing at you. You can't get mad at that. Like, oh, why are they throwing at me? Well, dude, you cheated. <laughs> you, should, you shouldn't have cheated. Maybe you wouldn't have that issue. So, and I'm not for hurting players. I don't care because that's not right. You know, these are people too. I don't want to see guys get injured or anything. But, hey, when you do things, there's consequences. And cheating is one of those things where there's major consequences when you play baseball. It attacks the integrity of the game. And if you're caught, guess what? I can't really have any sympathy for you, man. So I'm on the side of Joe Kelly. He shouldn't get suspended. Or at most, two games. That's it. Because this is ridiculous. But shout out Joe Kelly, man. He, he struck out Carlos Correa, who I used to be a big fan of. But ever since the cheating, I really have no respect for any of those players. And, oh, I want to touch on this note. In today's game, actually, between the Dodgers and the Houston Astros, Oral Hershiser, the color analyst for the L.A. Dodgers, obviously they're calling the games and whatnot. But Jose Altuve was at the plate, and he struck out looking. And then shortly after that, Oral said... Yeah, guessing is harder than knowing. And then the inning was over. I mean, that I mean the shade is being thrown. That is what I call professional shade throwing. It's like you're doing your job, but you know you're throwing some shade in there. And he was actually on the Big Swing podcast, which I always promote because I'm the producer for it and it's a great podcast which has great guests. But he even said, like, hey, we know some cheating went on. And in his mind, you know, the Dodgers are champions because they have a lot of talent and they deserve to be there and they deserve to win. You know, cheating went on and that changed the series and that changed everything about the game that year and which it did. I can't blame him for that. I agree with him. But I just thought that was very nice to throw that professional shade in there saying guessing is harder than knowing because it is, Jose. Uh, maybe Jose Altuve... You know, he's starting to learn how hard it is after all these years. But anyway, we will take a short break and we are going to get into the NBA, baby. It is back and it is going to be a good one as we have some great matchups starting today. The Silver Shot. Bang! It's over! With your host, Anthony Silver. Welcome back to the Silva Shot, where we talk anything and everything sports, and the NBA is back. The Jazz and the Pelicans will kick off the season, and they'll be the first game. And after that, the primetime game, the L.A. Lakers versus the L.A. Clippers, and those two games will kick it off. And tomorrow, we just get deeper and deeper into this pre-playoff format. Is there seeding games? There's eight seeding games, so the teams will fight it off, and we'll see how the standings fluctuate within those eight games, but 
There's also teams fighting in, like the Sacramento Kings on the West, the New Orleans Pelicans, the Portland Trailblazers. So a lot can happen in eight games, that's for sure. Zion Williamson is a game-time decision. They're the first game of the day. And he did have to leave early due to a family medical emergency. This was last week or so. But other than that, Alvin Gentry said he should be good to go. So we should be able to see Zion Williamson versus the Utah Jazz and see how these teams can battle it out as the Pelicans are trying to be that eighth seed. As for the Lakers and the Clippers, they're the cream of the crop. Both teams are fighting, of course, for seeding purposes. They're already in the playoffs. LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard will square off. That's always a great matchup. But these games are more, let's feel it out. Of course, the seeding games are important and they want to be at the top. But at the end of the day, you have to understand they're feeling each other out. They're feeling their bodies out. They're back in competitive play. And they just want to see where it goes and, you know, it's going to be just fine. But it's unfortunate for those teams who are trying to fight for the playoffs because they don't have time to have those feel-it-out stages. They have to go quickly for the knockout, you know, kind of like boxing. They got to go for it because if they try to adjust, say, oh, yeah, we got some time, you don't have time. You're already games behind and you're trying to sneak into the playoffs. So that will be interesting. But it's just nice to see live sports back. I had my doubts. I still don't believe football will play one game this year. There shouldn't be – players are going to drop out. There's going to be more and more. We're already seeing it. Even college players are starting to drop out. And it's just not safe in football. I don't know how you could social distance on the field. You know, it's funny. In the locker room, I saw what the Cleveland Browns did. They popped up, a, you know, a shield for each locker room. But then right when they come out of that shield, they're hitting each other. <laughs> so what's the point of even having the shield to begin with? I thought that was hilarious. And I still think it's hilarious because it makes sense. It's inevitable, unfortunately. Football, you just can't have that space. And baseball, I'm having a little bit of doubt just because the Miami Marlins and they went kind of crazy. Uh, I was pretty surprised. A lot of those players tested positive and it really bothers me. And I wonder how seriously these players are taking it. Mm, something to think about. And it's really not that serious until you get it. That's what I'm starting to realize. People are like, oh, it's not a big deal. And then when they get it, it's like, oh, oh, it's a big deal now. You know, you just got to be careful who you're around. Understand where they're around and, you know, be careful. But in terms of the NBA bubble, that's what I was segueing into, they have it perfect. I mean, nobody can really go in and out. And when you do go in and out, you have to quarantine for what, 10 days? It really ranges. Lou Williams had to quarantine for a certain amount of time after he went to a strip club to get some wings. <laughs> um, that's just so... Wow, that just gets me every time, honestly, that he did that. It really is. I think it's selfish, and I don't really care what he says. It's selfish. I don't know what other way you can look at it, man. I like Lou Williams as a player. I have no problems with him, man. He works hard, and he's been in the league for a long time. He's hella good, but that's selfish. You going to a strip club to get some wings? Are you kidding me? Like, that's pretty selfish, man. That's ridiculous. That's unacceptable. If I were the commissioner, I would have booted him out the bubble. I hate to say it, I would have done it. I, you know, because that's how serious you need to take this. Because now, by you doing that and saying, oh, we're just going to quarantine him for, what, 8 to 10 days, whatever it was. And then now, you look at that and it's like, oh, well, this... And another player's like, hey, if I just leave the ball for a little bit, only that 8, 10 days? Shoot, that's nothing. And I still get a play after? I'll do it. What the heck? That's just ridiculous. If I were the commissioner, as harsh as this may sound, if a player left the bubble like Lou Williams did 
and he went to the strip club to get chicken wings, and he was with the rapper. His name's Jack Harlow, who's up and coming. He's pretty solid, but that's besides the point. I would have said to Lou Williams when he, you know, when we found out and everything, I would have said, "Hey, we're gonna pack your stuff for you, and we're gonna give it at a, you know, a location." I would have organized it where he gets everything, all his stuff, and I would have said, "You're no longer welcome back in the bubble. We will see you next season. You're not coming back uh, for the playoffs." You're not coming back at all, actually. You're done. And I would have kicked him out the bubble because that's how serious this is. If he wants to play around and have chicken wings, go ahead. You can do it now. Now you can do it whenever you want. It's even better. So that's ridiculous to me, and I don't like that. The punishment needs to be much harder than that. I would have kicked him out. And this is coming from someone who I love basketball, and I want to see the best players play. But at the same time, I don't want to see anyone get sick, and that's a selfish decision. And he, you know, when you get selfish decisions, guess what? consequences which is equivalent to the joe kelly situation that i said earlier so i would have booted him out it would have been adios amigos for lou williams and he can go hang out with his two girlfriends uh which is pretty interesting by the way (laughs) but you know as for the nba it's exciting we're gonna see what they can do as this nba campus is awesome danny green was on a podcast a little while ago and it's awesome it has arcades you know players have been fishing they've been golfing um, they've been playing video games, streaming, you know, on the PC, the computer, or whatever system that they have, and people have been having fun with them, and that's pretty awesome, but it's pretty cool. NBA players are spoiled. I think out of all the players from all leagues, the NBA players are spoiled the most with food and how they take care of them, you know, everything, they're spoiled, and they know that. They know that. Danny Green even talked about that, saying, yeah, we know we're spoiled. And that's true. It's nice to at least acknowledge that you're spoiled because I appreciate acknowledging that. You know, the NBA is one of the best leagues in the world. You know, Commissioner Adam Silver has a lot of love from a lot of people, but they're spoiled and they know that and they should appreciate that because the rest of the world isn't like that. (laughs) So good job on the NBA with that bubble and entertaining players and even with video games because now kids can connect with all these players like never before so it is great stuff and i'm excited to get the season underway just remember it's in a few hours jazz pelicans lakers clippers and then we'll have more games throughout the week so very exciting stuff in professional sports and to top it all off you know what time it is it's the shot of the week and this man hit a dinger a walk-off dinger who needs a shot is next with anthony silver And now we have the shot of the week. The shot of the week is a segment where we give an athlete or anyone a shot for having a great week and they deserve a shot and say, hey, you deserve it. Or they're having a rough week and they need a shot to move on from those tough times. So this guy right here, the shot of the week, it's an athlete. It's Mike Yastrzemski for the San Francisco Giants. He hit a splash hit walk-off home run. A walk-off enchilada for the San Francisco Giants. And they get a big-time win against the San Diego Padres. He hit two home runs in this game. And that second one was a splash hit where we saw a fan, you know, moving on his boat really fast. And he jumped in the water. And he got that the first COVID walk-off ball. So maybe it's going to be worth more since the implications and everything. But he got the home run. A fan got a home run ball when there's no fans at the game. 
That's pretty cool if you ask me. And he had to dive in the water and, well, in the bay for it. So he deserved it for sure. But the Giants are currently 3-3 three and three on the season. And Mike Yastrzemski's batting 409, and he now has two home runs all in the same game. But he hit an absolute dinger into that right field Bay Area water. With that being said, sports are back, and we're extremely happy. The NBA's kicking off. Of course, we have NASCAR, and then we have baseball. And we're just hoping these sports can remain open. And as long as they take this bubble approach and players are smart, we could have at least something to watch on TV that's not just, you know, the news and hearing everything all the time. So hopefully these sports can continue and everyone can stay safe. And that's it for this episode of The Silva Shot, where we talk anything and everything sports. I'm your host, Anthony Silva, and be sure to tune in next week where we have new topics and hopefully even a new guest. Thank you, everyone, and have a great day.